Hi, and welcome to Flippin' Orbs. My name is, as always, Gordon Anderson, and this is episode 18. We know we have been bad at updating the podcast lately, but at last, me, Seb, and our new host, Elliot, have come up with a recording schedule that should work for us all. So expect more Flippin' Orbs episode coming out more regularly in the future. But now, back to this episode. Episode 18 is a two-part episode, because we sat down to record, and then we went on and on and on and on way too long so the plan was to do one topic each no guests just us three hosts every host got to the recording session with one topic they wanted to discuss we did Seb's first and we realized that we had yeah, we had a lot to talk about uh, with his subject. And his uh, topic was playtest cards. The original, original cards, before the cards even were cards. So, for this episode, which is, as said, part one of a two-part series, we are going to talk about playtest cards. Hope you enjoy. Hi, and welcome uh, to the show, Seb. Hello. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thank you, Gordon. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing amazing. That's good. Do do you know why? I'm going to do the same joke as ever. Uh, I don't really remember the joke. No. You didn't didn't do the robot voice. Okay. You actually just said you were fine and talked normal. For yeah. once. And, and that yeah. makes me feel amazing. Okay, okay. But now it's time to shut time. up. Now it's time to shut up. Huh? Not, not to be that one, but we need to Sorry, also say one. welcome, Elliot, to the show. Thank you, Gordon. Hello. Are you also fine or amazing? I would say uh, farther towards the amazing end of the spectrum there. That's, I'm glad to hear that. Okay, guys. This episode, we are not going to have a guest. It's only going to be us three bantering about some small stuff, trying out a new format for all the listeners out there. Uh, so the guys who who've asked for shorter episodes always also can get um, their wishes in, even don't, don't if I like promises now, Gordon. No, 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 but no. <laughs> of course, we can. We haven't started the banter yet, so maybe we'll end up talking for two hours or three anyways. And yes, that was exactly what happened. I have no idea why I thought otherwise. Back to the show. Can I, can I let you in on my, on my trick for this? 
I just listened to all the podcasts on one and a half times speed. So they all seem shorter. I know a couple of people who do that. Um, yeah, I are, do that too. Yeah. I, I've, if, it, if it's not your native language, that's probably difficult, but it uh, works for me. Like it, it works for American podcasts and not English podcasts. Or specifically, not BBC podcasts with the British accent that's just way over the top. Okay. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Well, you get into it, I guess. Yeah, that may be. And um, so today we are do- going to do the same thing as usual with and start with the question of the episode, though. And um, just to like kick it off, we can't change everything with a podcast just because we try to change one thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, today's question is actually Elliot's who came up with. So do you want to ask it? You can decide to who. Sure. Well, I guess I'll ask Seb first. So my question for the for the episode is, what was the first Magic the Gatherings card you ever saw? Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It's probably when you when you have like memories there. It's it's weird because you probably shuffle them around and remember it in a way. But I think it was a forest. Uh, and it looked really pretty, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then there were the creatures came around that. I don't remember exactly what creature. I have a strong memory of Gaius Le- Leech. Oh, but, that's a uh, cool one. Yeah, uh, but but I don't know if it's true or not. I have like uh, some of those cards I saw in the beginning. Anyway, yeah, but I think it's that was one, part one of those of memories the that you you think. You know, might be a memory or might be something you made up. Yeah, you want you want it to be a memory. It might have been like a just a ogre or something. But I'll, so I'll what stick was with the, that one. What was the circumstance? Where did you first Where did you first see cards? Were they Did you buy a pack or or get some as a gift or see somebody else with them or or what? How did you see them? I think it was in school and an older brother. Had some cards, and one of my schoolmates brought them. And uh, yeah, I, I don't have a strong memory actually of it. I have more strong memories of when, as you say, like when you bought your first pack or when you, the people you played with, and like, I don't know. But tell us a memory of that one then. What pack did you buy uh, as first? I remember, I remember buying starter packs. I took my bike and I like scrambled for coins uh, around the house so not really stealing but like <laughs> coins <laughs> coins laying around if you call it what's like <laughs> did, you, then, did you like lift all the pillows in the sofa and uh, yeah, things like yeah that? That, that kind of way <laughs> then uh, remember going and uh, like take my bike going to the store and back then, there, nowadays, you probably won't be able to buy magic cards in like regular uh, tobacco stores or whatever. But back then, it was like, I don't know, trading cards, like football cards, soccer cards. What do we say? Hold on. Is it yeah, football yeah. or soccer? Collector. <laughs> I think hockey cards were yeah. the biggest ones here in Sweden, actually. And uh, yeah. NHL. Yeah, I remember collecting them as well. Um, but in that like area, in the store, uh, magic cards uh, popped up. Came out, yeah, popped up, yeah. And I remember going. I was like 
Yeah, and and feeling the joy of taking the cards to school next day, I guess. Uh, like showing them off in a way. Yeah, that's a good memory. So, uh, Elliot, is it you or me next? I, I think you're next since I was the, the question asker this time. Okay. Um, I'll... Um, as Seb said, uh, the clear, the memories aren't the clearest, and um, I, I, I remember the situation uh, where I saw my first cards, and I, I remember one of the cards. Like I have a strong memory when it comes to one specific card, and I have no idea what more cards because I opened the starter deck. That was the first time I saw cards. My brother actually played uh, Magic the Gathering. My older, uh, older half brother, ten years older than me, so he started playing like revised or so, and me with fourth edition. And so he, it was a fourth edition pack. Yes, a starter deck. A starter okay. deck. Uh, but I don't remember if he bought them uh, or if he just told. Uh, my parents uh, to give one to me and uh, my other older brother, the middle brother, I'm the youngest, because uh, we got one each and uh, opened them. So maybe it was Christmas or something like that because we got packs at the same time, but I have no idea. I just remember sitting down at the kitchen table uh, across each other opening starter decks and uh, the first rare of course it's the rare card i remember and that's because my older older brother was there and pointing out this is this is the thing it was a uh, lord of the pit and um, wow that's mm. that's pretty special yeah, yeah and that art like that yeah. artwork and you're hooked for Apparently, the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it, well, and I think it, it really helps that the to, to hook you early that way, or at least for us, that it was this iconic art, right? I mean, that's kind of what I was getting at with this question, is I think those, those memories can be really impactful when it was something that's so iconic and memorable, right? That Like that, mm. you know? Yeah. yeah. That, that's, like, the thing that really hooked you. And that's also what I... <laughs> not like with magic today even i play newer formats like vintage and like the new cards i also play edh so i actually bought like two booster boxes of dominaria and just sat had a glass of wine and opened boosters because that's a fun <laughs> thing to do uh but like those new cards they don't give the same feel because all the artwork are, is so similar. I, I'm not going to say it's bad or ugly, or it's just a different style, and people can like that style or not. That's not what I'm getting at. But as the art direction is so, so strict from Wizards of the Coast, like, this is how this plane looks, so all the cards must go in this style. So no That's, card stands out the way like Lord of the Pit or Anson Maddox stuffs over wall or Mark Teddin's strange like brainy 
tentacles and Dan Frazier's swirls and like I like right. a it's bunch also of the new art, but uh, I guess it's it's twisted in another way because you have like for the spoiler season and all of that. So like there's not you you're not surprised by it in any way. You're not able to delve into the cards in any way. Like a spoiler season makes you more thinking about what the card does in the art. Yeah, exactly. Also, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's a big difference in the complexity level that the detail, right, of the yeah. art now, and that having those simple iconic pieces that you could tell from across the room exactly that that was the Lord of the Pit or that was a Landmore Elf or, or whatever. A fireball um, is a fireball. <laughs> exactly. Whereas you kind of have to get up close and really look carefully. I mean, they are, they probably have more artistic merit now, kind of technically, but the. The, the evocative feeling of, um, you know, seeing and, and knowing exactly what that is from from far away, just based on the color and the, you know, this this tiny image, but it, it sort of seems bigger than it is when you when you first see it. That's kind of how I felt about a lot of that that early art. Um, so I guess I should reveal that that mine was uh, was a Sarah Angel, which is partly oh, wow. what motivated this question. <laughs> Spe speaking of uh, of iconic art, um, I, there was also an island. So I, I, I guess I'm not 100 percent sure that I saw the Sarah before the island. They were probably both there at the same time. But, but it's the one you remember. Are, it's the, the one most. I remember for sure. Um, and yeah, it was in a a tree house. Uh, belonging to my friend at the time. <laughs> um, I climbed up into the treehouse, and in the treehouse, he had some magic cards up there, including an island and a Sarah Angel. He was probably already building the deck, I guess, at that point, if he had an island and a Sarah Angel. So, yeah. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, bad from the, bad from the beginning. Bad from the beginning, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. if you start both, like, island, Sarah Angel, you know you're going down on a bad route. Yeah. Or maybe Probably. not. But uh, was it uh, unlimited, revised, fourth edition, the most beautiful edition of them all, fifth edition? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not fifth edition. Uh, this was in, I think, April of 94, so it would have been either unlimited or revised. I'm not certain. Huh. I'm kind of jealous uh, that it might have been unlimited. Yeah, that's just... Here... But, here. Here we were revised. One up on you, Gordon, because I bought a bunch of revised. Yep. That so you have. I got that's a bunch of those cards as my brother opened revised, but me, myself, I never opened a revised uh, pack. Hmm. Uh, they, there were some available at the local store, but newer is always better. I heard Barney <laughs> said that in How I Met Your Mother. Okay. And someone yeah, say, yeah. here, here's a one week old whiskey. And here's okay. a 30 year old. Newer is always better. Mm. Or maybe not. Yeah. But did, did you did you guys ever see that photo? I think I posted on Instagram at some point uh, that I found of me at age eleven or whatever it was, with just a handful of revised booster packs, like cradling them with this oh, look no. of pure pure glee on my face it's a pretty amazing photo oh, um, you know just getting ready know. to rip open a whole box full of revised boosters basically i'll i'll see if i can find it and uh we can send it around 
I'm going to your Instagram account now. And for those who are listening and want to do the same, you can go to Instagram.com slash Beta Sedgetroll. And there you will find some amazing pictures. And if you scroll down, either on your phone or computer, then maybe, maybe you can find a lot of revised boosters and a gleeful smile. I haven't found it yet, though. <laughs> anyway but yeah anywho mm-hmm. uh, now we will go to the topic of the episode or may- maybe actually not because for once we don't have one specific topic we have three topics instead of a guest every host got to bring their own topic to the episode so, Seb, what topic have you chosen for us to discuss? Uh, I've been looking through the gamma cards. Gamma oh. cards. Can you tell us what gamma cards are? So That's not Magic before... the Gathering, though. No, isn't it? What's Is for beta, like in Greek? It's gamma. So, gamma is... What, what gamma is, is after for? beta. Is it after beta? <laughs> is it beta gamma? No, Alpha beta so. gamma. Is it? Okay. Anyway, the gamma cards is the absolutely first set that was created. It's a test set that Garfield and a bunch of guys, uh, like, they started fiddling around with cards. They started exploring it in a minute. Okay, but is, is gamma the absolute... Absolutely, first test cards that Garfield had and test played with, or is it the first time they like were more than cards he did? And, and I think it's the first order? time they, they they found art and everything for it, at least. Okay, it's the first. Uh, yeah, because uh, the earliest doesn't have art and everything. Or yeah, so we have Alpha, Beta, Gamma, uh, but Gamma is the yeah. The, it's one of they the have, early, early test printings. Yeah, and they have different test cards. It's not test printing, really. Oh, yeah, they just stickers on yeah. cardboard. Yeah, they just used like even uh, like a what, what, what's it called? A copying machine. What's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like they found some fun art and they explored what the cards did. So sometimes, I, probably what you're after with Garfield, he probably made just hand-drawn illustrations to begin with. And then they start finding art, like they found a bunch of cards are with, uh, uh, from Clear, of course, Dungeons and Dragons. And a bunch of cards are, uh, they have some Tintin uh, illustrations uh, and they have uh, Kevin Hopes is popular as well uh yeah, yeah but there, so, there are different uh, cards and um there are some really funny ones here we will uh, publish um in the show notes a link to where you can uh, look at the cards we're going to discuss because mm. there are some really really strange wordings on these cards like source to plowshares can, can i just tell tell the listeners source to plowshares 
Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Now are we starting really with yeah. the cards? So okay, yeah. Or, or sure, do you want to go. do you want to talk more about how uh, they, no, no, they used them really. for test? It's just like the how how it went about was like they tried tried out the cards and then they found out. I think that it's called gamma, not because the order it was printed in like we have alpha beta. It's called gamma because what you said that the first cards probably was like just hand drawn, and then the gamma was the third or fourth installment of it when. Uh, it wasn't just Garfield that went about and found uh, pictures and uh, wrote it down, but they tried to make a, I would say at least, like a real set in a way. Right. I'm, I'm guessing a whole library. group of, of playtesters yeah. uh, that, were, that were working on it, and most of the cards, if you look through, are pretty much final, how they wound up in the, uh, in the yeah. actual alpha print, but some of them disappeared, some of them changed a little bit, um, yeah. but... But it's pretty far along towards what they wound up with at the end. We have, like, for example, we have, like, the Fireball. We don't, we we're not going to discuss it, really. But, like, uh, first it was just, like, X and the red spot. And it said, does X damage. And then in the Gamma uh, version, it says, like, divide X damage evenly, rounding down among, among targets. Pay one extra mana for each target in excess of one. So, uh, yeah, I think... It says pay one extra mana for each target beyond the first in the alpha set, I think. So, yeah. There were some small Pretty changes. Uh, some cards uh, some cards changed, some disappeared, and some cards uh, just uh, got new names. So why is it called Swords to Plowshares, Gordon? You wanted to take yeah. <laughs> like, like I think it's so fun because... You, you you play that card and just point at a creature and says, yeah, he goes farming because swords to plowshares. He changes his sword to a plow and becomes a farmer instead of a warrior. And I have always thought that card is just, but what the hell does that have to magic and like, can't it be a kill spell or it doesn't really yeah. fit in. And yeah. the name of the playtest card or the gamma card is actually swords to plowshares, and uh, as many gamma cards have more fun names, like humoristic names. There was actually a card called Superhero. Yeah, uh, like swords but to plowshares is probably yeah. from the beginning a joke, because when you read the text on the card, it is one white. It's a sorcery, not an instant. That changed, and the text is. One creature takes up farming. Creature discarded from game. No regeneration, raise dead, etc. Owner gets creature's power in life. Returns to deck after game. So it actually says one creature takes up farming. Not killed, not everything. Like, yeah, he takes up farming, you know. That Lord yeah. of the Pit. He thought some crops would be good. Yeah. Like in, like in Gladiator, it like... Yeah, it takes up farming. He, he just wants to go back to his family and starts farming instead. What do right. you think? Well, it's, it's, it's perfect because it encapsulates this idea of what conceptually the card does or what you know why it does what it does for flavor yeah. reasons. None isn't about precise legalistic rules text, right? I mean, they weren't yeah. worried about precise legal rules text at this point. That came much, much later. It was more about why is the card 
you know, doing some particular effect in the game. Yeah, like, and how why is the creature the removed? Story? Right, exactly. Because so. it takes a farming, of course. Duh, so, read the card. Uh, I've, like, I, I picked out a bunch of cards from each color and artifact ones. Elliot, do you want to, are we going from the top? Yeah, should we do right that? Well, let's okay. take it in the Wooburg order. Yeah. So I don't know Elliot. if I've ever heard anybody say Wooburg out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah. wouldn't you? Oh well, so okay, so Gordon took the cool one, which is sort yeah. of fast. I get <laughs> yeah. stuck with the boring hero one one. Yeah. But it's for, a hero. One white. Okay, but the one cool thing about it is, <laughs> besides the fact that is that is that like a knight from uh, Monty Python or something? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I guess it, it's from the Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It looks like one of the. Probably. Right. So so the main thing I think is interesting about this is the the keyword for its <laughs> ability. So obviously this ultimately becomes Benelish Hero. It's a one one for one white. Um its ability says stacks <laughs> as opposed to bands. But you can imagine why it says is that, that the right? Vint- is that the vintage deck? Or no, not. <laughs> no, 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 not that one. Probably yeah. not that one. But uh, but it makes sense, right? Because if you have a bunch of creatures that are banding, you probably put them in a stack together. Yeah. You stack them on top of yeah. each other, right? So that's that's probably how they were thinking about it. Yeah, that makes that more reasonable. Even though the, it's banding, people are still getting headaches from it. That's where it's come from, probably. Yeah, but this is probably like um, y- you can find... Uh, where Garfield took some inspiration because magic isn't like, oh, I just fought this up from never playing games before. He, he played a lot of games and like stacks, there because there's a lot of board games when you have the same card that you already yeah. have in play, you don't put it at the side. You, you stack them and then they become better instead. Yeah. It's like a, a mechanic that is used... Uh, in multiple games and that's probably where it got it from and therefore it called stacks if you have one in play and you play another one instead of getting two one ones you now have a two two or something like that i can imagine that's how it began and and we have like the first in the beginning there weren't like a clear way of still is it lands in the front creatures in the back what's going on there yeah and uh, how do you like arrange your board or whatever so yeah of course things surrounding that's why we have falling star and whatever i think because you didn't really know where the game were going yeah. so yeah you didn't know so, if people would do stacks uh, and something we need to address is how garfield uh, wrote out the because going to the next card. Oh yeah, the mana cost is uh, written differently. Because that's a question that comes up quite often when people publish these cards on social media or so. And someone was, oh, god damn, that card was expensive. And why, Seb? Why do people think the cards were so expensive to play? Uh, five, five WW for Sarah <laughs> Angel, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Seven so mana. It's, uh, in this instance, like I, I just took copy artifact. Uh, it's in the gamma set as well, and it's two and you. So he wants Garfield or whoever helped him out in the beginning. There just thought that you're playing you you're paying two blue for the card. Isn't that right? No, uh, this actually I read a bit about. Uh, okay, like his. 
fought with the mana cost was you first write a number and then mm. you write uh, letters color. or uh, symbol, later symbols. Uh, mm. So the copy artifact is a two and then a U. And the reason was copy artifact costs two mana. One needs to be blue. Okay. So that's uh, how it was written then. But today, when you write cards mana costs, you actually write them out. So copy artifact is one and a U. is one yeah. plus U. But okay. later it was two and one needed, one of those two needed to be U. And he got some mm-hmm. critique from that, uh, people who didn't understand, and that's why it changed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's nothing really special with the copy artifact, really. It's this, but, but it's the wording and whatever. This spell acts as another artifact in play. <laughs> May not be changed once cost. This spell is affected by artifact magic. <laughs> That's great wording. <laughs> it's affected by artifact magic. Yeah. So it's not an artifact. It's affected by artifact magic. It's an enchantment still back in the days. And on the picture you see like a uh, a bill going through. It's a, And someone is making false money. Yeah. Counterfeits. Yeah. Counterfeits. Well, that must, what they must mean by affected by artifact magic is, you know, disenchant, or in this case, de-enchant, which I guess we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. oh, I love that. <laughs> is is like artifact magic that would affect de- it, right? De-enchant? It, it took me a while when I read that one. Like, why is there so many E's in here? And then like, oh, oh. But it it is nice that there's the sort of reminder text may you know may not be changed once cast. Um, yeah, you could you can tell that uh, you could probably pick up this game just from reading the cards and not have to read the rule book necessarily, or at least that's yeah. probably what they were trying to go for. Yeah, because like otherwise, this spell acts on the artifact and play, and it acts like that one now. Now it acts like that one. Who, who would have known? So it's a bit jumbled around here with we don't go really through the Wooburg Wooburg colors. We're coming back to white, but your one of your favorite cards but, Yeah, I need to next. take my my, my <laughs> absolute favorite card in the whole game. Uh, and that's Time Twister. It was called Time Twister. It was a sorcery. It has uh, like a maybe a Rolex. Probably not a Rolex, but a watch. Um and it costs three U. And that is the correct mana cost. And it actually does the same as well. But there's one small fun thing here. Both players reshuffle their decks, hands, and discards. Cut their opponent's deck and start with seven fresh cards. Mm-hmm. So I love that it's actually like in the card it says to cut your opponent's deck. Exactly. It, does, it doesn't that. even say that in the rules. Why did he put that on the card? Yeah. I, uh, any theories? So you, so you can't do any fiddling with the cards or whatever? What do you think? But as I know, it's not even in the rule book that you need to cut in the beginning of the game. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, so, exactly. So, so why so should you cut here? You should do it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but the cars well, are fresh. Well, what's in the 
in where why yeah i don't know why if you're shuffling it why do you need, really need to cut it i guess but yeah, yeah. that's in there yeah i think elliot well, you, uh, can shoot it's definitely it's definitely easier to cheat probably if you already have your your hand and your discard pile yeah uh, you're putting those back in so maybe it's it's extra important <laughs> to cut in that scenario <laughs> yeah and, that, that may be and true. just start with seven fresh cards yeah so they are can, fresh like, pick up uh, Not, we don't want take the old, yeah and you can't take the old ones they're rotten yeah. so elliot you, you can choose any cards from the next four all right, we have a lot of good ones here. Um, well, I was just noticing, not choosing one yet. So we, we <laughs> noticed that uh, that Source of Plowshares is a sorcery, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, there are instants. So D Enchant, we mentioned briefly. I mean, I guess I could pick that one. It's it's basically the same as it wound up, other than the spelling of the of the card name um, is still an instant for for two W, aka two mana, of which one must be white. It does have a Calvin and Hobbes illustration, so that's uh, that's, that's a pretty plus. neat. He, he's holding a balloon that that seems to have popped. <laughs> I guess it's a balloon. Yeah, it's an um, artifact. That's being. Yeah, I don't know if a balloon being... really counts as an artifact. Hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was going to say I don't see looking through these any interrupts. So it seems that the distinction between instant oh, and interrupt. Um, was probably added after, yeah. after this, right? Which is funny because then we came we came back. So things that wind up being interrupts in, in the alpha printing, um, uh, I guess I'll toss it over to, to one of you to, to name the one that's on this, this next <laughs> set that winds up uh, as an interrupt but is in fact an instant here. It's, yep. it's from the July 9th, 1988, the picture... Is from Calvin and Hobbes. Then, if anybody wants to read that, why he has a popping balloon? Yeah, yeah, I'll probably not read that. <laughs> but good, good to know. So, someone good to can know. write in the comments why what's going on. So uh, there's the card, um, the amazing red card. That's the second best red card ever printed after Wheel of Fortune, and that is here an instant and then it was printed as an interrupt and what does it say seb it's fork exactly and uh, it's an a sorcery or instant being cast is doubled treat it as if two spells of the same strength were cast <laughs> So and 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 also cost dot dot dot. <laughs> like you you figure out the rest. <laughs> it's, a, it's a picture of uh, uh, is it, I don't know is it Calvin or Hobbes? Which one is which? It's Calvin. Calvin. He's standing Calvin. on a fork. It's yeah. A small of the, of the same strength. Yeah. So it's double red still there. But the fun thing is like uh, strength. Uh, I guess. Is why they even write that out. It's like we don't but have sack yet, do we? That's an important spells? clarification. That's an important yeah. clarification mm, because if I any, cast uh, yeah. if I cast fireball for five mm -hmm. and you fork it, your fork is a fireball for five. It has the same exactly. strength, right? It's the same. Oh, but it's the it, fork of fireball, or isn't the fireball just doubled, but in two spells? The fork, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but the wording is is not right there yet. But it's uh, ambiguous. But but why? I, I like how the how it's mentioning strength. Like 
if we don't, I imagine, don't have a stack in any way, nope. you can like, okay, so what happens? Well, just figure it out, but not, it's like equal. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's the same strength at least. Yeah. But uh, you, you had a card here, which I hope people would, um, I'm going to start uh, picking up the tempo here. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, you added the card Goblins. Yeah, with and, that. and it's a 1-1 one, one for R. It's uh, going to be Mons Goblin Raiders, uh, which is named after someone called Mons who helped with the game in the early stages or something like that. I don't remember exactly. But on the picture... It's a photocopied uh, guy who just puts yeah. his face on a photocopier and goes through. And do you know who it is? It's the creator of the game. It yeah, is. There. So Goblin, that's Garfield. He put his own yeah. face on goblins. And I can respect that. Yeah. that. That seems like a goblin thing to do, putting your face <laughs> on the copy machine, right? Uh, yeah, that's cool. Cooler than putting in on, say, a dragon or so. Uh, did we mention balance? Uh, balance uh, just does what it does. Yeah. It, it just discards enough equal. lands, cards in hand, and creatures in play to equalize. So, going forward then. Yeah, green. the next four cards need to be talked about. I think the first yeah. card is the most important one. Okay. Are we talking about uh, something you drink, or what, what? What is it? Yeah, you can say so, but yeah, beers. It's a picture <laughs> of a bear, yeah. uh, uh, and the bear is a two-two, and 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 that's a bear in magic is a two-two for two. Ever since Alpha was printed, like yeah. you still use it today when new sets comes out. If it, a two-two for two is a bear, that's just how it is. But then you look at the mana cost here, and it costs three mana in Gamma. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> My we world is safe. destroyed. Exactly. Must have been um, trying to be equal with the other colors, right? Because we wind up <clears throat> with Pearl Unicorn and Grey Ogre and uh, Skate Zombies, right? As the two twos for three in the other colors no blue one but those are the three colors so this must have been part of that cycle until they realized green should have slightly undercosted creatures compared to everybody else yeah oh, that may Maybe. be true it seems like a reasonable explanation for it all but uh, yeah take the other cards going forward elliot hit it Hit, hit the disco uh, disco tech here. <laughs> yeah, so we have we have we have Berserk, um, yeah, which features Travolta. what looks like looks like John Travolta doing some disco moves. Um, it is an instant for G, and it says creature takes second attack, and cannot be blocked by creatures that have blocked this turn. But creature is destroyed. Also, there's no comma in there, so really it's creature takes second attack and cannot be blocked by creatures that have blocked this turn, but creatures destroyed. Kind of a <laughs> kind of a run-on sentence there. Um, so it's interesting. It's, it's a little bit a little bit different from what Berserk winds up doing in reality, but it's kind of the same idea, right? Instead of second attack, it's all one attack, but you do twice as much damage. And then instead of not blocking or not being able to be blocked. The creature has trample. So really, the, the net effect is actually the same. It's just kind of a different way of going about it. Yeah. What do you think is better? How it is or how it was? 
Uh, I think how it is because you can you can uh, double other things that you've added to it, right? So Giant Growth Berserk would not be nearly as good with this version of Berserk as it is with the one that got actually printed in the game. Yeah, but you you Giant Growth it the first time it attacks and the second time it attacks, it's still Giant Growth. But it didn't trample the first time. No, but it can't be blocked the second time. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely think uh, <laughs> it's better the way it is yeah. because the first attack is be shumped. Yeah, and uh, it has to be shumped. Yeah, otherwise it does doesn't do anything at all. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That cards actually changed, like channel, which is um, the next one, has just so simplistic text that mm. it's. May convert life to colorless mana one yeah. for one. That's that's better than it than later on. I think I love the wording of it. Yeah, you just well, you just convert it. Yeah, what's to what's to what, what are you even wondering about there? Is it damage? Is it losing life? No, just take your life <laughs> and, and convert it, it. <laughs> and throw a big fireball at someone. The artist, I don't know, know really. It's I like have a, no idea what the artist. Uh, but the, the it's like a ray of uh, light or something hitting, I think, land because it's everything is photocopied, so it's like black and white, and it's like, I yeah. guess it's maybe been copied a bunch of times as well. So it probably has. But the next card is a card that has no equivalent in Magic overall. It has no picture. This is just a card that never got printed. Yeah, so it's the first. Uh, we don't have any gold cards no. in uh, Alpha, Beta, Revised. Uh, but they clearly, they tried it out. <laughs> it's called Magic Scaff. It's a summon. It's double black, double red, double green. <laughs> Pay one mana to make him huge. <laughs> Huge is also caps. <laughs> All caps. Double stats. So it's six for a four five. Pay uh, one mana and it's a eight ten. Would you would it be playable? Oh absolutely. Six mana for a four five, which you just pump with a generic mana. mana. Yeah. And it becomes can, huge. Can you, can you do that more than once if you pay two mana? Does he double again? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't think so? No, because not, not, doubling, not, that's, that's too course, broken. Too yeah, broken. but of course, you, you can only pay one mana to make him huge. When it he's huge, he is huge. Oh, yeah, yeah. He can't that's be right. huger. Yeah, we need to look at the wording here, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but it says it doubles his stats. You can double a double, right? It doesn't yeah, say... Yeah, but he's already huge. And it's already doubled, I guess. If I'm, so if this, I'm I assume... I assume Magic Scaff is a reference to Scaff Elias, right? Yeah, the I mean, other. I, I do. Uh, so maybe was he it's just a, joke, like, a joke card for him or something? Yeah, I, I can't imagine this was ever going to be printed. Uh, that was uh, my thought as well. It's just. It's, uh, it's one of the playtesters, Scaff Elias, yeah. No. Uh, and it didn't. And, and there was another that I haven't put out there that's called Magic Ruthie. That's the white, green, black, red, blue, uh, and it's it's another playtester, Ruthie Kantorovich. Okay, and that one a, I don't know. Okay, it's a five-four that never tires. Do not tap from attack. So, 
I don't know. They're they're not that broken, at least not the Ruthie. But no, I, th- not I think the eight ten is. <laughs> I don't know. It's black, black, red, red, green, green. It's quite, at least in old school mana. It's quite hard playing it. Don't you think? Mm. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe not. So, let's, Elias, let's... take take the scepter. Okay, well, I think we have to take the Scepter and JMJ Tome at the same time because they both suffer yeah. from the same problem, um, which is, could there you imagine how, how... With their stats in the wrong position. No, no, no. No, so, okay, so let me, let, me, let, me, let me describe what they have. So Disrupting Scepter is an artifact, and it, in the top right it says 2 slash 2. So it does look like a 2-2 two, two creature, potentially. But what that means is 2 to cast and then 2 to activate its ability. So, and then it says on the card, opponent must discard a card of her choice, tap, in all capital letters. So, meaning two and tap to use the ability. Um, so, we can immediately realize that if Disrupting Scepter were only two to use and also two to cast, it would be a whole lot better than it is at, at three and three, I think. Um, but but even more troubling is that JMD Tome has, this, has the same stats of two to cast and two to use uh, for draw a card and tap. So, that... Uh, I'm glad that they did some testing on this and determined that that must have been much too powerful and they had to make it twice as expensive before yeah. actually yeah. putting the, it out in the world. The Scepter, I think, actually should could, could be two and two. I, I think that wouldn't break uh, the format. I added the Scepter because, uh, Gordon, what's the weird uh, discussion you guys having with the Wizards tournament? Is it Scepter oh, in, it, in a way? Yeah, I am... Um, Last year's uh, or this year's Wizards Tournament 2018, uh, the scepter was used as it is written, but probably never played as it wasn't supposed to do it. But that's what written on the card. It is opponent discards a card. That's just what it says. But on all other cards where an opponent needs to discard a card from hand, it says from hand. And also, the card Disenchant says target artifact or enchantment is discarded. So, it was ambiguous what discarded actually meant in the game. Because okay. you could discard things from play, and you can discard things yeah. from hand. And the Deceptor just said, opponent discards a card. So, he could choose from hand or battlefield. Okay, Next, so uh, Wizard Tournament. Does anything up? <laughs> y- yes, it does. Okay. The, the Serpent Scepter doesn't say hand, so the opponent can choose to discard from okay. hand or battlefield. Mm-hmm. So, but for so, next Wizards tournament, that will not be the case. It okay. has officially become the like first card to get an errata for the <laughs> Wizards tournament. That's so weird. But I, I want to mention when we're talking about Jane Day Tome. Uh, the picture, it's one of the, it's Hershey, it's a Tintin. If anyone would want to <laughs> read the book, it's from the Adventures of Tintin, Prisoners of the Sun from 1949. <sighs> but why it's called, why it's called Jane Day Tome, do any of you guys know why? Yeah, that's also a reference to a person. Yeah, it's uh, J. Michael Davis. He was another of the plus t- uh, playtesters in the beginning. So Same he, with the disc. So he was called JMD. So that's why it's the JMD tone. Yep. Now you know. And before 
we just, uh, he's a he's a pretty ugly looking fellow, judging by his <laughs> art. Yeah, but I, I don't know if the art depicts him or not. Maybe he just like stinted. I don't know. <laughs> Only if he is a, a Mayan deity of some kind, yeah. uh, perhaps. Well, I, I would take that if if you you become a Mayan deity yeah. before but, looks, um, <laughs> I'm uh, going to continue here and stressing through the cards. Ice manipulator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Four mana and it's one and a tap as it is today, but it could only tap lands. That was boring. <laughs> uh, and the 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 library of Leng. And, oh, that is so, such a good. The the last sentence is just amazing. Yeah. So the it's uh, cost, it's exactly like it is today, but the owner doesn't discard and turn. Bring your hand. Uh, the owner doesn't discard at the end of turn to bring hand down to seven. So, but the owner can keep as many cards as can be lifted. <laughs> How do you and lift I, the card? But I, I love the the flavor of it because it's a library and you're carrying around books. <laughs> yeah. So, you, how many books can you carry? I guess. <laughs> you don't need to uh, lift the books anymore. You can put them in the library. Let's end with the old schooliest of cards. But you mentioned superhero. Uh, it didn't. Uh, it's another. It's a white card that didn't end up in the set. Yeah, I want to do two more after. And we can do. We can do them all. I'm just stressing through them. So yeah, but me too. I, I think we're going to do sphere of annihilation, superhero, yeah, uh, Balrog, and last. chaos. <laughs> Those okay. three, uh, four. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm cool. I brought a picture there for you to guess what card it is, but we don't have to do that. It's raised dead. No, the the only pic the picture. It's a picture. Just yeah. it to see it. We have raised. Is it dead. lich? It's lich. Very good. Is it lich? Oh, nice yes. one. Yeah. Uh, so. We could describe it. It looks like some kind of. You know, lich. zombie skeleton. Yeah, basically a lich in a cloak, um, holding, I don't know, some kind of weapon, perhaps, and and looking extremely menacing. Yeah, it's uh, that, that was very good, Gordon. I wouldn't have figured well, out. We, we've been talking be? a lot of li about lich lately. Maybe it's a huh? skeleton in a robe. What could it be? <laughs> uh, well, okay, you started out with some animation thingy. I could go with different kinds of cards, I guess. It's a black card, so I guess. Well, yeah. yeah race dead skeleton. Yeah. And it was yeah. So chaos. It's mm -hmm. a sorcery for red, red, red. And this card never ended up uh, being printed. And I this can card, imagine this card why. is hilarious. I love <laughs> this card. Like, if they could print chaos orb and things like that, why couldn't they do this? And it says, mix hands with your opponent and take back same number of cards you started with. Permanent. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, you, you just shuffle the cards and, oh, I had five cards, so let's take five here. Oh, some of them were mine, some were yours, now they're yeah. all mine, you got some from me, so it's all okay. It's all good. And um, the thing is, a couple of years ago, I went to Italy to play some Magic. And 
the first prize was to play against Richard Garfield. I lost in the finals uh, to uh, fellow Stockholm player Martin Berlin, who got to play against uh, Garfield. I just got to say hi. Uh, more. <laughs> um, but... Uh, the fun thing and why I'm talking about this is Garfield came with his own deck. So he actually played with playtest cards like this, but newly developed, like 10 euros old or something like that. With 10 or 15 year old. I don't remember exactly when he created the deck. And those cards, uh, the whole deck was built around effects like this, actually where you change cards with the opponent. Like there was one card uh, for one blue mana, uh, sorcery. You put the sorcery not in your graveyard, you put it in the opponent's hand and you take one of his cards and put in yours. So this is something that Garfield liked even before Magic came and still is a big fan of like the meta game yeah. and shuffling around cards and that was a whole concept of magic like no you don't need to play with your with the same deck and ante and all those things so i think it's fun that he actually continued to play with this like mechanic that couldn't even be printed in the first set but he never gave up well, that's, I mean, they did use that a little bit, right? I mean, you have Jeweled Bird and you have, um, what is it, Tempest of Freet, right? Those those wind up exchanging uh, ownership permanently with your opponent. So you got a little bit of that in there. Yeah, but they're, um, they're removed from play when you do it. Right, right. Um, but yeah, you could, I mean, it's a whole space of possible design for the game that's basically completely closed off by the fact that the cards are worth money. <laughs> Nobody wants to. Yep. to yeah lose their ownership of them but if they weren't or if you just had you know a set of cards shared by the you know if it was a board game a sealed board game that just had the cards in it and there was just one set and you kind of you know brought it out and used the set and then mm. put it away and it wasn't you know different people didn't have their own whatever um then that that kind of interaction would would be pretty interesting and would would make more sense yep agreed I think that's what, what happened back then as well. They don't see their cards that's photocopied like, oh, this will be worth a bunch of money one day. Right, and, no. and I think he wanted to actively encourage people to change their deck, right? And so... That's it, where Anthony came from. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Forcing there to be kind of movement in the card pool so that you'd have to try new things um, was, was by design. Mm. Yeah, design when you buy one starter and two boosters. But yeah, we all know how that went. So, uh, Elliot, you want to take the superhero or the Balrog, maybe? I'll take the Balrog. So, <laughs> ba ba Balrog, um, which that, that illustration does not look like a Balrog, I got to uh, say. It looks like a little flying demon who's kind of... Uh, little weenie demon um but he is seven bbb so that equates to seven mana three of which is black so he's the same same casting cost as lord of the pit winds up being he's a seven seven flying and if he destroys his blockers well, i guess i'll read it if balrog destroys its blockers excess damage is dealt to opponent 
Well, that's trample, but not in so many words. Um, oh, but during, I actually uh, think it's quite like easy to understand. Yeah, no, right. You don't need a keyword. I mean, that just it makes sense, right? Um, <laughs> during upkeep, sacrifice a creature, not the Balrog, in parentheses, which I like. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you have no creature, lose seven lives. Also interesting, right? We, 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 don't, we don't use lives, plural, in the game anymore, but I guess uh, they thought of it as, at some point, or whoever wrote that text thought of it as, as having 20 lives, and you lose lives as opposed to points of life or, or whatever we say now. Life points. Uh, and that's actually how Garfield says it in interviews, life points. And, and it says that on early cards as well life points uh, so yeah that that's that's a thing they fixed using different words for the same thing but this yep, is yep. this is lord of the pit and it's straight as it yeah yep uh, okay real have... quick i, I want to say i want to say animate dead also because i just read it and I, I see why you included it it's pretty funny so for one thing it only costs one mana which is pretty nice one one black uh, for oh. animate dead it is it is enchant dead creature as it winds up being in the in the true printing the um and its rules text says dead creature comes back into play with minus one power okay so far so good if this enchantment is lost, the creature dies, parentheses, again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Like, comes back. Not not put it into play again. It, like, it seems like they want to uh, write, it comes back to life. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, yeah, comes back into play. But it's, and then, yes, have... it dies. White Again. already has like the the righteousness, I guess. So what what happens in a black? I, I, when if I would have made a set, I never would have thought this thoroughly through like the flavor and everything. But it's really nice that okay, what are you doing? You're animating a dead person. You're not like reviving it in any manner. So. No. It's so a dead creature still. <laughs> yeah, and it becomes slower, as we've all it's seen in zombie undead. movies. So, of course, <laughs> it has minus one in power, as yeah. with the white spell. It's the same guy, it just lives again. Uh-huh. And I'm going to take the superhero, and Seb, you will end with the sphere. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. And the superhero is three, which is... And which of one needs to be white? It's a picture of Superman. And it has the text. It is a summon spell. It has no power and toughness. I have no idea how to play with it. But it's a summon spell with no power and toughness for three mana. And you may sacrifice the superhero at any time to destroy a creature. Parenthesis, the creature cannot regenerate. Mm. So, so it's kind of a oblivion ring thingy, I guess. Uh, that just—it's uh, more like uh, <laughs> some obscure card, uh, which I forget the name. Mm. There seems, are some seems a lot things. worse than swords to plowshares. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like go farming or get killed by a superhero. Uh, the, it's the, it's power level. It's there. It's nice. 
Yeah, I wonder if it's supposed to be a zero zero or one one or. We will never know if we... no one asks. <laughs> and if he remembers. Yeah. So the uh, sphere. Okay, the last one. It's the sphere. Sphere of annihilation. Annihilation. Uh, it costs two and zero to activate. Is that right? It's an artifact. It's a black hole. And what do you do with it? You flip the sphere. Well, first of all, z okay. zero to activate is already yeah. an improvement on, yeah, yeah. Uh, on what we wound up with, right? Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't tap either. It's uh, it's not nerfed. No. Uh, it's nerfed actually. Yeah, in the upcoming sets. But you flip the sphere onto the playing surface from at least six inches. So that's another thing in the favor of the Gamma card. All cards touching the sphere and the sphere itself are discarded by their owners, except Ante. <laughs> the sphere must turn over once, 180 degrees, or it doesn't work. So it doesn't work. We now you don't have to do. What what does the chaos orb say? Is it? 360 degrees, I guess. Yeah, it has to turn yeah. all the way over. So you only have to yeah, flip okay. it from half as high and only half as what half around, and you don't yeah. even have to pay mana to activate it. But it is funny that he and, must have predicted that somebody would try to use it to get their anti-card back. So it specifically <laughs> said you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, uh, if you miss the flip, like it doesn't turn uh, 180 degrees, which I have no idea how you miss, like how do you not succeed in 180? But it doesn't work and that means the card actually stays because it yeah. only destroys itself and cards discarded if it works but it yeah, doesn't work i guess yeah it doesn't this doesn't this didn't work what, what do we do now i don't know i'll activate <laughs> it again for zero mana <laughs> for zero mana right <laughs> i actually i actually kind of like that as potential errata for chaos orb though is that if you miss the flip then it just stays in play tapped and you get to try again yeah. later because um, it's it's a real feel bad if you just lose your chaos orb entirely. It'd be nice to have another shot at it. That, that's how I thought it was in my first noobcon. Because here in Stockholm we played it like that. We just tapped it and flipped it and yeah. But I got uh, I got told off. <laughs> yes, you did. And that was our uh, segment about gamma cards. The they are really fun. Like, yeah, with all the things we've discussed, you can see where the game comes from, how they thought about things, and that they constantly rework the cards, and just also how, how you build a game. You don't care about flavor and things like that. You just superhero, Balrog, and whatnot. Um, the banalis hero just a hero you just set whatever names that's not the important parts play testing and then you just come up with the flavor afterwards and forget uh, to rename source to plowshares and that's about it let's go to the second topic but we will instead end this episode there and hopefully the two other topics will be released in just a couple of weeks 
right before we can get on to our newly found schedule we'll, where we will record and release an episode once every month. If you have suggestions of guests or maybe topics, please email us at wakwakmtg.com uh, or go to our webpage wak-wak.se or find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at wakwakmtg. And if you like what we do, please consider supporting us on Patreon at WokWokMTG, where all new patrons are getting a pin sent out to them. Uh, it's a WokWok slash Flippin' Orbs pin that will be exclusive for all our supporters only. Lastly, but absolutely not least, thank you to all you listeners out there. We love you. Thanks for listening to yet another episode and we will be back soon. Bye-bye.